we all settle because we don't think we deserve something different. And part of it's because we don't know what we really want. Welcome to Awaken Greatness, the essential podcast for dreamers, action takers, people who want to reach your full potential and business owners that want their company to reach the next level. Each episode is a treasure trove of resources and tools that will explore the latest trends, actionable strategies, and the mindset shifts necessary to turn your dreams and aspirations into reality. Brought to you by the Dream Leaders Institute and hosted by Dr. Cliff Fisher. Tune in, turn up your dreams, and let's awaken the greatness within you. All right, tribe, welcome to Awaken Greatness with Dr. Cliff Fisher and Jonathan Dunn, brought to you by Dream Leader Institute, where we awaken greatness and we give you the tools to find and create your greatest self and raise the consciousness of the planet. So Jonathan, I know we've been talking the last couple of weeks about success, sacrifice, and I'm super excited to jump into, you know, what's the process of that? Because just like when I do my healthcare classes, I ask everybody, do you want to be healthy? Everybody, I've never had one person say no. We've never had one person say they didn't want to be successful. Um, but the hard part is when I ask the follow-up question and like, well, what does healthy mean to you? They don't know the answer. And I think that's really what we're trying to drive into. And so today we're going to dive into the process and productivity. That's right. Let's awaken some greatness. So just a quick recap of where we're at so far. The first thing that we asked you to do was build out what does a successful 2024 look like for you? And one of the key things that we mentioned once you got your own definition out was how many people in your life do you know their definition? And wouldn't it be a much more fun world if we got together and talked about helping each other be successful versus getting together and talking about things that are rather pointless? And you will learn what those pointless things are in this episode. And then we got to the second sheet, and it's a big word, sacrifice. We talked about how it really connects back to your self-esteem. And once again, the reality is, if you do not set success metrics, which really challenge who you believe you are, that, that's really the main reason we do it. Actually, achieving this stuff can be quite anticlimactic. <laughs> the reality is, as I keep telling, you know, when you listen here, your beliefs got you exactly where you are today. We're not saying it's good. We're not saying it's bad. We're not saying we're indifferent. We're just saying that if you want to go someplace else, you have to challenge your current belief system. Because once again, your beliefs got you exactly where you are. So we have to be constantly challenging them. And the real beauty of that is this. When you challenge who you believe you are, paradoxically, you find out exactly who you are. And you're able to learn to embrace change and not be phased when things come unexpectedly. But on that sacrifice sheet as well, if you study people historically and you go out this year and you dedicate yourself to reading biography after biography after biography, Elon Musk, classic example. 
Man's always had a fascination with space. He gets a great payout. I believe it was PayPal. If I butcher that, my apologies. Uh, but he sacrificed his great payout so that he could scratch his itch of exploring space. Successful people are willing to sacrifice. End of story. So we kind of had you in that second sheet. What am I going to have to sacrifice to achieve what it is I wrote down? And then the bigger question is, am I willing to sacrifice it? Am I willing to sacrifice it? And kind of the cool part, year after year, when I was, you know, rereading my success checklist from last year, I learned, and I'm not ashamed to admit any of this, I still have a little bit of pride I need to sacrifice away. With that said, it was trending in the right direction on my business goal. You know, there's some limiting beliefs that still need to be sacrificed. And on the physical goal, there is some desires for dopamine hits from food to be sacrificed. With that said, it was all going in the right direction. So what are you going to have to sacrifice? And are you willing to sacrifice it? But then we go to the third sheet. We call this the process. It's named after one of our favorite football coaches, Nick Saban. So what is the process? So let me give you a little story here. Before Nick Saban became a great coach, he was a not-so-great coach, which is kind of a journey for a lot of us. He was coaching at the University of Toledo, a schedule, a school that would commonly be scheduled as a guaranteed victory for some of the powerhouse teams. And Mr. Saban felt like kind of a fraud. That he felt his role was to motivate his team to win, and he kind of realized some team, some games, they're not designed to win. So as fate would have it, one day he travels down to the psychology department. And he meets someone, I believe the man's name was Dr. Sal, who would forever change his life and really be the inventor of the process. And Saban says to Dr. Sal, I feel like a fraud. I'm supposed to get my team motivated for a game that they can't win. And like many great doctors do, they get to the root of things by asking questions. And he said to Nick, is it really about winning the game? To which Nick Saban replied, you have intrigued me. Tell me more. At which point, Dr. Sal said, isn't a game really about winning each play? Saban said, tell me more. Well, there's a kickoff, and that's the first play. Isn't it about you win that one play, and then you have a complete reset, and the next play, it has a history all of its own. And then when that play is over, the next play, it has a history all of its own. 
And that's when the process was born. Saban then goes back to his team and says, gentlemen, you know what all the pundits are saying? We have no chance to win this game. I want you to not look at the scoreboard. I don't want you to care about the scoreboard. I want you to bring your best to each play of the game. Focus in on winning one play. And when that play is over, focus in on winning the next play. Nick Saban becomes one of the greatest coaches of all time, if not the greatest coach of all time, by giving his team this advice. Don't focus on the scoreboard. Just bring your best each and every play of the game. And that way the team is on a mode of always improving and not watching the scoreboard. So I ask our listening audience, and specifically Dr. Cliff Fisher, our host, is there a better habit in the world than learning to bring your best each play of the game of life? Nope. Like We've been talking about this for a while and the last like four or five months it's like been really critical like really showing up and being present with whoever you're with and wherever you're at right so then people ask us well on that first sheet of success you kind of really asked us to have a scoreboard so are you guys a bunch of hypocrites and the answer is no we're not so a couple points here. As I mentioned earlier, the scoreboard we asked you to write is simply to get you to challenge who you believe you are. That's it. Now, how does it connect back to this next sheet? The process. Now, this blows a lot of people away when they hear it. But one of my favorite quotes is by Marianne Williams, and some people attribute this quote to Nelson Mandela, and his fate would have it. I know somebody who knew Nelson Mandela, and Nelson Mandela did say the quote, but he gave the credit to Marianne Williams. And that is, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate, it's that we're powerful beyond measure. So what does that mean exactly? What it means for us is this. Nobody knows what their best is anymore. Nobody knows what their best is anymore. If people truly knew what their best was, there would be an army of people out there every day working to change this crazy world that we live in. As many of you know, the goal of DLI, raise the consciousness and awareness of the planet, change the world. So the process sheet that Dr. Cliff's going to pull up on the old screen here represents one day of you at your best. On the sheet, it says write down three things in each area you need to be a lead in and the times you will commit to them. 
And always make sure to put important dates in the calendar. So let me read out to you my daily bringing my best so you have an idea of what this looks like. 5 a.m., do a 5K. 5.30 a.m., four days a week, do 30 minutes on the weights. Daily, get eight hours of rest. Six days per week, fuel my body like a million-dollar racehorse. Get enough water, get enough fiber. Now then, so how would I know if that was me at my best? Because we have a scoreboard. The scoreboard is my body fat at 15%. And when I go to the doctor and they profile my blood, that they say your sugars are where they need to be, your cholesterol is where it needs to be, and your triglycerides are where they need to be. Success for me in the physical department is being healthy so I can be around for my family until my time is called to go up to be in heaven with Jesus. So that's physically me at my best for a day. Emotionally, very important one. 4.45 a.m., I do something called win the day. I do a check-in of my consciousness, and I pray the Our Father three to five times until I'm connected with thy will be done on earth as in heaven. Every morning, I commit to loving everyone who comes my way out of 10 out of 10. I also commit to something called neutral thinking and remembering to use non-judgmental thinking as well. Emotionally, that's me at my best. How do I know if that is me at my best? That one's very easy. I led my emotions throughout the day, and I didn't let my emotions lead me. And I was 960 minutes of love each day. Professionally, one day, what's me at my best, committing to bringing everyone a 10 out of 10, spending an hour in creation, and doing my professional development work. How do I know if I'm at my best professionally? Well, we have a scoreboard, and that's the earnings goal for the company. Financial process. You'll notice all of these categories are necessary for whole life success. Well, this is a funny one. That says, my process on that is delegated to my wife and simply don't buy what I don't need. I always ask myself, is what I'm about to buy worthy of delaying my financial independence? And usually you realize it pretty much isn't. And what's the scoreboard? To know financially we're at our best, that is our savings goal that we determine. And then mindset process, which is very connected to emotional process. Every day at 7.30, I leave this on my desk and I review it. You might notice my voice is a little off today. I've been under the weather. But I looked at this this morning and I said, is that an excuse or are you still going to bring your best? Eh, easy determination. Still bring the best. Also, read 10 pages of a good book daily. Don't put sugar in my brain. And we're talking about the sugar 
of the news media or social media and to do my gratitude list daily. How do I know my mindset process is working? That's easy. 960 minutes of love, and I have no visceral reactions each day because those are pesky. My God process, Jesus calling every morning. I read an app called Laudate every morning. I have a prayer group every morning. I have coffee with God for an hour each morning and a weekly mass. How do I know if I'm at my best with God? Now, this one's kind of neat. This could be your big takeaway for the whole meeting. Uh, once again, I judge it back to, was I able to be loving for 960 minutes today? And I think to myself, what more would God want from me besides that? That's really my main scoreboard goal. That lets me know everything is locked and loaded. And then relationship process. I'm a giant relationship person. I think they're everything. What's my daily process? You know, and I'm just sharing with this you in the hopes that it will help you. My wife and I have an intimacy goal. It's been life-changing. Uh, show each other our love languages three to five times a day. If it's date night, it's date night. If it's date breakfast, it's date breakfast. Be a hero to my children. And once again, that same thing, committing to loving 10 out of 10. How do I know I'm at my best? Zero visceral reactions. So once a week, I go to a local restaurant and I tweak this. And how do I tweak it? I tweak it based on my wife and I's scoreboard of success for the year. It shows me if I need to lever up a little bit or, believe it or not, in some cases, actually lever down. This also allows me to collect a lot of data, once again, to realize what my best is, what my best isn't, and what my best could look like. So, Dr. Cliff, anything you want to add to that one? Yeah, I think the biggest thing on that is for you guys, like the time and the intentionality, it's not something that will necessarily change overnight. It's the process. It's truly is like continuing to set the standards. Like I love the quote at the bottom where he says, I'm not tough on people. We create a standard for how we want to do things and we do them with excellence. So this is you creating the standard, not letting the outside world create that standard for you, not letting the world create that because our world's super sick, both physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And so this is an opportunity for you to sit down and define it and define your life. And then, you know, really to call bullshit or not. Like, I think, you know, when we open up our meetings, John D's like, are, are you living, are you living the process? Or are you full of shit? And, you know, that really is true people. <laughs> and so, By yeah, the, way, the shit stands for sadness, hurt, insecure, and traumatized because it's the shit of our lives that stops us from achieving that success. So that's all it is. We're not a bunch of cursors at DLI. It's actually a great acronym that my lovely bride, Jennifer, invented. Now, here's the other big takeaway on this, okay? This is the biggest takeaway. If you don't like stress and you don't like anxiety, do the process. Because why do people get stressed out and why do people get anxious? Well, sometimes definitely it's relational things, 
But more often than not, it's because they believe they're a failure and won't be successful in life, and they'll end up homeless and not have Maslow's hierarchy of need safety. So doing this sheet allows you to understand that nobody in the world understands except now you do from listening to our podcast. Success is simply one day at a time. All it ever was, and it's all it will ever be. And when you understand success is one day at a time, you become present with the people you're with, and you become completely unlocked as a human being. And when I read my process, you're probably like, that doesn't sound like what I thought success was. And that's the problem. Success is never what people think it really is when you get down to the day-to-day aspect of it. And when you hear the definition, you go, that actually sounds kind of fun. And when you understand success is fun and it's one day at a time, once again, you get unlocked and you understand success is no more complicated than breathing is. I love when you brought up breathing and the space that I think of it is breathing's easy. We don't think about it. And the process is easy. You know, it's not a hard thing, but you have to be intentional around it. Because if we stop breathing, we stop living. And I think so often we just settle in our lives. I feel like we all settle because we don't think we deserve something different. And part of it's because we don't know what we really want. That's right. So, And, And when you understand it's one day at a time and you've heard the people go, embrace the journey, embrace the journey. And you're like, how the hell do I do that? Well. It's when you realize success is one day at a time and one moment at a time. When you're focused in on winning moment by moment, which, by the way, our definition of winning is when everybody wins, not when there's a loser, that you can embrace the journey. And when you're surrounded around people who are bringing their best to each moment and you're bringing your best to each moment, Man, oh man, nothing is more fun than that. And it cuts your drama down by 99%. I love it. And so, you know, I just really encourage you guys, like, I know we're giving you a lot of sheets and it's taking us some time to go through it, but man, the limit, the juice is worth the squeeze. And so don't, you know, put the time in because you'll have a different life. John D and I, I've been doing this for a couple of years. John D's been doing it for a couple of years longer than that. And every year it's just, it's more and more dialed in and you, you start to have a different life because you're, you're having different expectations for yourself and different expectations for the people around you. And now we get to the final sheet. Woo! If you are a successful person, you will also be known as a productive person. And I'm asking Dr. Cliff, and I'm asking the viewing audience, do you think most people are productive, or do you think most people are busy? And what's the answer, Dr. Cliff? Most people are busy. (laughs) That is correct. In fact, I made the realization a while back, don't assume people even know what Productive means. 
because most people confuse busyness for productivity. In fact, most <laughs> people are involved in a bazillion things that never have a chance to even be on the success list. So at this point, I'm going to ask our host, Dr. Cliff Fisher, to please read the beautiful definition on the top by Ellie Goldratt. All right. So productivity is the act of bringing a company or individual towards their goal. Every action that brings a company or individual to a goal is productive, and every action that doesn't isn't. A simple and often overlooked truth. Okay. Any flaw in that definition? Nope. There's not. So if you're moving towards a goal, productive. If the behavior moves you away from the goal, it's not productive. So the first category on the sheet is now that you've established what it is you really want, you've given yourself a great gift because now you know either A, I'm being productive, or B, I'm not being productive. So the first question is, what five actions of your life fit the definition of unproductive? So you take a couple minutes, you write it out, you just have an honest assessment with yourself. Because if you don't learn to be honest with yourself and stop swimming in the river of denial, you will die unsuccessful and a slave. So then the second question is, what five actions of your life fit the definition of productive? You take a couple minutes, you write it down. So then my big question here to people is, be honest with me, what's more fun? What brings more joy? Is it the productive behaviors or the unproductive behaviors? They usually get a little sick to their stomach and they go, wow, man, the productive behaviors really do feel much better. And I also say, and it's also proof, you've got it within you. So we recommend every Saturday, Friday, you do a little weekly planning session and you fill out, you know, these sheets and you kind of monitor them. But then on the bottom, it says, what do you need to subtract to really achieve your success? Or what do you really need to lock in with to achieve success? And then the final question, is there anything you're afraid to let go of that's an unproductive behavior? And people go, oh, oh, what do you mean? And I had this one guy. And he goes on to finally admit playing in five fantasy football leagues is unproductive. And he did admit he was afraid to let it go. Now, why was he afraid to let it go? Because he thought if he didn't play in these unproductive fantasy leagues, that he wouldn't have happiness in his life anymore. Now, it sounds silly, but that really is where most people are at. If I don't have all these unproductive behaviors, I won't be happy anymore. And I'm telling you, that's a person right there who has forgotten the meaning of what it really means to be happy. Because I always say to close this sheet out, 
What would be more fun? At the end of the year, you hold up your success sheet and you go, wow, I did it. And I did it with a bunch of people I love. We did it together and we sacrificed together and we grew closer together. Or would it be more fun at the end of the year to not achieve success and to keep being mired in mile after mile of unproductive behavior? And people go, well, that's a dumb question. Of course, the success one. And I say, I know. But over 90% of the world, they ain't doing it. And it's why they're miserable. It's why they're rot with anxiety and why they're rot with stress. And if they don't change, nothing is going to change. And as Leo Bobata says at the bottom, simplicity in life boils down to two steps. Identify the essential. That's your process, by the way. And eliminate the rest. That is the best four-step plan to achieving success in your life you will ever see. And yes, it's a lot of info, but that's why we say on our marketing video, we're here to walk side by side with you and cross that finish line at the end of the year. You, a fully transformed person who knows for the rest of their life, they're capable of all things success and we change the world. That's it. That's our process. Dr. Cliff, any questions, comments, add-ons? Yeah, and I love it. The one thing as we go through this, the one thing that came up for me is what are we willing not to do to get to where we want to go? And so I think that's the biggest takeaway for me out of these last several episodes. Recognize that there's a process, and I do agree with John D. Like if you need like these things aren't hard to do. It's just the accountability. And also that's always the question behind the question. Sometimes we get stuck at that first step and we don't take the next step because we don't know where to go. And that's really what DLI is here to do for you guys and what we want to do and why we do this podcast, why we have Dream Leadership Institute and why we're committed to that space. Yep. We want to live in a more successful world. And really, as we always say as well, we want the young children of these days to grow up knowing they're enough and they have everything it takes to achieve success in their life and to leave their unique mark on the world. John D., I don't know if I've ever shared this stat with you, but our kids' generation is the first generation where their lifespan is shorter than their parents. Yeah, I, I have heard that. And so, and I think this is one of those spaces like, Health is part of that, but, you know, that mental health and part of that reason is, is, you know, just being lost, like not really having that purpose. And so, you know, find your purpose and if we can help you. We want to um, and thank you guys for listening. John D, thanks for your insights and inspiration and you tribe have an awesome week and we will see you guys next week. Thank you very much. Thank you, dreamers, action takers, people and business owners reaching your potential for joining us on this journey to awaken greatness. We hope today's episode has sparked new ideas, ignited your passion, and brought you a step closer to realizing your dreams. If you're inspired to take action and eager to learn more, visit the Dream Leader Institute's website, dreamleaderinstitute.com. 
There you'll discover a wealth of resources and tools tailored to help you and your business reach its potential. Already making strides and looking for additional guidance? Dr. Cliff Fisher and our team at Dream Leader Institute are ready to assist you in navigating the path to success. Stay connected with us for more insights and strategies. And remember, your greatness is waiting to be unleashed. Let's continue to dream audaciously, take action boldly, and transform dreams into reality. Until next time, awaken your greatness.